0: Music. Music. Entertainment. Forces life. BF, BF, BF. The forces station. This is Team Talk. Team Talk.
1: Hello and welcome to Team Talk.
2: It's the show that's all about forces families. I'm Charlie and I'm Jill and we're dedicating the next thirty minutes to forces life. Coming up, we hear another family time
1: with Louise from Little Troopers. This time from Portsmouth. We joined Kirsty as she and her sons, William who's four and Archie who's one, are counting down at the final days
2: until her husband's homecoming. They are so excited. This week's little victory comes from Autumn. She's back home in Gibraltar now, but she's had a great first year at her new boarding school. She tells us all about it. And finally, we hear the final part of my interview with England rugby star and Forces child, Joe the Connor Singer. If you're from a Forces family,
1: you've come to the right place. Team Talk is the show that's all about you.
2: We like to kick off the show every week with family time. This week we hear from Kirsty, was in the home straight of her husband's deployment. Here she is chatting to Louise and Charlie in Portsmouth just before the lockdown. BFBS.
3: Team Talk. This
4: is my station. This is the forces station.
3: Welcome to Family Time and if you don't know me, I am Louise, the founder of the charity Little Troopers. Little Troopers is a charity that supports all children with one or both parents serving in the British Armed Forces. Today we're recording another Family Time in Portsmouth with Kirsty and we're so excited to hear your stories, your journeys and those of your military children. Kirsty, thanks for joining us at Family Time. Tell me how your military life started.
4: It started in 2018 when me and my husband decided we wanted a total change in our life. We decided that work was just in one of those ruts and that we wanted a bit something a bit different. And my husband came to me and said, do you know what, I'm going to try and go for the Navy and that was it, really. That's when it all started. So and...
3: no military before? You, you're married, you're living yeah. in a civilian house, you're living a completely civilian life.
4: Had he shown any interest in the military before then? Yeah, he had. He had. And I, I knew this when we married, um, that it might always be on the cards. So your husband,
3: um, you know, decided to join the Navy straight away that comes with a period of training doesn't it you know i think it's 10 weeks is it yeah he was away from home
4: um he did some bits beforehand and then did yeah 10 weeks away and how was that for you and the children it must be so different to what you knew yeah i mean at the time we'd only got william we'd only got the one and it was was a big adjustment and how old was william at this point william was two i was thinking then yeah william was two how did you manage that with william Routine routine, and that's what I found that routine is 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 the key, and it was just keeping him in his everyday life still going to groups, still going to nursery. William got hardly any phone calls the timings just weren't working working for him he was in bed um I'd get a few phone calls a week um but it was. It was easing us in. So he finished the training,
3: and then did you decide for you and for the children that you wanted to move into military accommodation?
4: Yeah, it'd been in the back of our minds. We tried to start with, we tried him commuting, so he'd come back at weekends. um, But it just didn't work for us. It didn't work for us. Um, And then I took the decision and said, do you know what? We'll just move. What was that distance then from where sort of home
3: was to... to Portsmouth where you now live
4: it's about three hours so big two big and a half change. three hours yeah and
3: to do this you gave up your job that was working with children
4: yeah yeah we found out as well shortly after I moved that um we were expecting baby number two so work just kind of wasn't and still isn't at the moment an option focusing on family time. yeah
1: William's now four Archie's one you've made that that change you're settled into family
3: life he's currently deployed at the moment he is yes since August last year. I know. <laughs> That's a really long time to be away. So William's a little bit older, probably more
4: aware that that Dad's away. We we prepared a lot before he was going because we knew he was going. So I, I did all the research possible. <laughs> I got books to read to him, tried to explain to him on his level what was going to happen. Um, we got a giant map up in the um, dining room for him so that he could... See where daddy was actually going, and we could track where his ship was. um, And he's loved that, and he's learned so much about different countries, it's been lovely. Uh, We've also done a jelly bean jar, which Put the amount of jelly beans in and then take one out each day as we're getting closer.
3: All these things are so important. As a charity, Little Troopers really is, you know, about everything you're saying. It's about bringing some context. So however young, you know, William's just four, but just... For him to be able to visualise where in the world his parent, you know, his dad currently is really enables the child to feel included in that separation period, included in that deployment. And it almost feels a little bit less scary to them because they can sort of see where they are, what the time is there, sort of, you know, what the weather might be like. That's so important. And things like the jelly bean jar are fantastic. Whether it's more more dad that's away, it's a
1: conversation starter when they connect on the phone or FaceTime if you're looking up for that to say you know how's the jar how you know have you put extra jelly beans in yeah, the jar have. in yeah, case of movement? I have.
4: I have done for movement and for pure excitement because <laughs> at the moment he is so excited that he knows that that jar is going down and he knows exactly when how many your days. your husband do you home? He's due home on Friday. No, <laughs> that's so exciting. That's, that's less than long. a week away. I know. I don't want to get too excited at the moment. So I'll just bring myself back down. When do the boys think he's coming home? He, well, William thinks he's coming home kind of two or three days later. So he's got a couple more jelly beans in. And how you, are you going to keep it as a surprise? As much as possible. I am going to try and keep it as much because he won't sleep. He just won't sleep. He so just excited. so excited. It's ridiculous.
1: <laughs> Even, like, not just the children. Just you saying he's com- coming home on yeah. Friday. I remember the excitement, the feeling in Those my stomach knowing in your tummy.
4: that they're coming home. I oh, know, so excited. But I just feel like I'm running out of time. I'm just like, I've got to sprinkle in the house. I've got to get everything ready. He's not going to care
3: no. what the house is looking like. So Archie must have been, you know, just sort of seven months when he deployed. Yeah. So I'm imagining sitting. He was... Just um,
4: starting to crawl. So now he yeah. must be
3: walking. Like that's gonna be so different for your husband. Like what a change. Yeah. You know, have you discussed how you might kind of, you know, deal
4: with homecoming with the children? Yeah, I mean, he knows he's said, husband said, he's he's expecting Archie to be a bit like, What's going on here? I only see you on the phone, <laughs> I yeah. only see pictures of you. And now, well, now you're in the living room. Which yeah, um, um, we are. Um, we're getting ready for behaviour difficulties and change in the behaviour, but we're just we're just going to tackle it as it. Yeah. As it comes along. How have you kept him involved with everything that's happening? Uh, we have tried to, as much as possible, send him packages out. Um, whatever the boys do, make it goes in the box and it's been sent. Um, if things are too big. <laughs> <laughs> William Craig something that's too big for the box to be sent then it's been saved the junk models haven't made it out <laughs> to no. sea they, <laughs> <of> the <laughs> they are on top of the fridge and they are waiting for him to arrive back home for them to be given to him lucky, so looking to next week
3: homecoming are we making banners with the children are you like really getting them involved in this
4: homecoming yeah they have made their banners at home they have little outfits ready Um, So dad knows nothing about this because it's all secret. Oh, exciting. Um, The only people that have seen are like my parents and his parents that have seen their outfits. I'm
3: so excited. You should be so proud of yourself. You've come to the end of your first deployment as a family. The kids again, like they've done amazingly. I'm really excited for all of you. We do like to round up our family time sessions with three questions that we've asked everybody that's come on to talk to us. The first one is what has which again, this is going to be a bit of a difficult one for you. What's been your favourite posting? Well, you've only had one so far, Portsmouth. So how how has Portsmouth been for you so far?
4: Out of 10, uh, I would put it probably a nine, yeah.
3: That's high. Yeah.
4: A lot to live up to <laughs> anywhere else you go. And we're asking, if you could give one piece of advice to a military spouse or a military family, what would it be? Just take the chance. Take the chance and do it. And then finally... What has
3: been your favourite memory um, so far of your military journey? It would have
4: to be um my husband passing out. He's really passing out proud parade. day. Really proud day. We'd got all the family around, and yeah, it was a really proud
2: day.
3: Kirsty, it has been absolutely amazing to meet you. Me and Charlie have absolutely loved it. Thank you so much for being part of Family Time on Team Talk.
2: The Forces Station.
4: Hi, my name is Brandy, I'm 16 years old and I live in Gibraltar. My favourite song is Giants by 1 OK Rock. Through silence. makes me happy and thankful. The reason it makes me thankful is because it reminds me of my friends and family who have helped me become who I am today and who stood by me throughout my journey in life.
3: We can be giants, giants.
2: Team Talk. BFBS. The Forces Station. Forces Station.
1: 16 year old Bryony from Gibraltar sharing her song that serves me Giants by One OK Rock. If you want to share with us your own song that serves me, or you'd like us to pass on a message to a friend who you're missing and can't wait to see again, drop us
2: an email. TeamTalk at BFBS.com. In today's Family Time with Kirsty, we talked about deployment and what it's like counting down to R&R or the end of a long tour. In the days after our recording, her husband made it home safely and the family have loved being reunited. Of course, with coronavirus, we're all facing more time apart from people we love. I've been speaking to someone in the know about how to get yourself and the children through spells of separation. Children and young people go through different emotions during deployment, depending on their age. Bridget Nicholson from the Naval Families Federation has written a guide on the experience of parental absence. She told me babies and toddlers may not have any concept of time, but they can still be affected. They do pick up on sort of the sort of
5: emotional cues of stuff that's going on around them, but they won't necessarily have a sort of deep understanding. So lots of reassurance, sticking to sort of structure and sort of routines that we know know, can be very helpful. Um, for everybody, actually, Um, you know, providing a bit of predictability and the sort of security that comes with that.
2: For primary school children, it's easier to explain to them what's happening, but you should still look out for signs they're not coping
5: you may see that a lot of their feelings kind of being expressed in the way that they behave. And that's why it's particularly helpful if you're a family with a serving person or somebody who's going to be away for a period of time to let schools know when some somebody is going to be deployed, um, because children's behaviour quite often does change. um, And you might see them behaving in a way that they wouldn't normally do. And I think to look at the way that children behave as kind of a way of communicating is quite helpful that they're not always just being... Naughty in inverted commas. You know, they might be behaving in a particular way. They might be more clingy than usual. They might have more sort of tantrums or meltdowns, or they might feel more anxious. And often that's a way of communicating.
2: For older children, they might give the impression they're not really bothered, but they still need support.
5: Things are very different, I think, when you get to sort of teenage years, because it's a time when young people are kind of forming their identity, they're questioning. You know, very often a lot of their parents' choices. It's normal and natural for teenagers to, you know, to have their things that they um, don't wish to comply with your rules or whatever it happens to be. And so, not everything that a teenager does is necessarily a reaction to deployment itself. And it's quite hard to kind of tease out. the the reasons. You you need to kind of understand that all children and young people need a certain amount of structure, a certain amount of boundaries around what is acceptable behaviour and uh, what is not. Um, And they need you to be consistent and caring and to communicate well.
2: Your child's teachers might be able to help if they're aware of what your family's going through. Hopefully schools who have children in them
5: from armed forces families do understand some of the particular challenges um, that these children and young people face. In reality, what tends to happen is the schools that have large numbers of um, children from service families tend to have a sort of quite a good appreciation of what those additional challenges might look like. Um, and I think it's much harder for those schools that don't have any regular contact with the armed forces to kind of understand what needs to be put in place. But I think as parents, you can do quite a lot to sort of educate schools about that. It's probably unrealistic to expect schools to just know.
0: BFBS, the forces station.
5: This is Team Talk.
1: Bridget Nicholson from the Naval Families Federation. You can download the guide to parental absence to read yourself or you can pass it on to your child's school. Find it at nff.org.uk. Plus, there's also loads of resources to help schools and families through deployment and separation. Head to littletroopers.net.
2: It's that bit of the show now that we know lots of you love when we ramp up the feel-good factor and celebrate the achievements of young people in our forces community. Our little victory this week is 11-year-old Autumn. She's at boarding school in Monmouth in Wales, and she invited me to have a look around before the Easter holidays. The head teacher even said I could try out the school dinners. But it wasn't meant to be. All the schools were closed, so we caught up on Skype after she'd flown home.
6: I'm back at home at Gibraltar because of the coronavirus. I had to come two weeks early. It feels really nice when I get to come back home. Just outside, there's a beach, a private beach and a swimming pool. Uh, So that's really good, especially during the summer because it's literally just couple steps
2: away so it's a bit different to living in Wales at your boarding school you've done so well though settling in since you started in September can you remember what it was like when you first got there
6: the first couple days was a bit you know a bit teary you know you miss your family a lot but I my friends were really really nice you know I felt really welcome literally most of them are military they have to move around quite a bit because I've been to four different locations I think
2: It's a huge achievement just to have got settled in and had that huge change in your life. But you've also been doing really well at school, haven't you? Particularly in music. And you've got quite a list to tell us all about.
6: Yeah. Uh, for the speech day I've been asked to sing a solo which is really 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 exciting so the school play the play is Midsummer Night's Dream and I'm playing Titania I've also got a solo for singing in that and that's really exciting but also scary because I don't want to mess up they say I'm pretty good at acting but I'm mostly asleep on the stage most of the time so that'll be really good
2: well I'm not at all surprised that you keep getting asked to sing solos because your voice is beautiful let's have a listen to one of your recent rehearsals at school.
6: was for an ice which is basically they choose the bard which is the poet and we did some dancing as well in that um in our school we have four houses which is basically four different teams for like sports day and all that and um the, if you win one of the things like dance uh, music or poet you get house points and stuff
2: so singing your solo at speech day a big part in the school play acting in Midsummer Night's Dream as Titania a solo to sing as well and we're not finished yet what else have you achieved this year at school
6: I've got a music scholarship for my secondary school and that means that I get both instruments two music lessons free so I play the violin and I think the second one that we're going to do is I'm trying to pick up piano again
2: how do you think your family feels about how well you've been doing
6: I think that my parents are very uh, proud of me for getting the music scholarship because my dad is a bandmaster in the Royal Gibraltar Regiment and my mum is a trained opera singer. My mum directs the military wives choir.
2: No wonder they're proud then, following in their footsteps. So are you glad you got to go to boarding school?
6: I like being at boarding school because it gives me a sense of responsibility, something Uh, that I just don't like is that I'm not always around my parents and sometimes I don't want to be there on the weekends because obviously it's free time and they still have a schedule for every day and stuff. I feel like if I wasn't in an army family, I wouldn't be in the school I was in now and that would give me uh, not as many uh, opportunities as I have now. serves me is Take On Me by AHA because it reminds me of my family when I'm away at boarding school.
1: Autumn there from Gibraltar, today's little victory and again with her choice of song that serves me. Rewinding back to the 80s, loved it. Autumn's had a great year at her new boarding school and we can tell why, what a beautiful voice. Unfortunately she won't be going back to school in Wales before the summer holidays so she's not going to get to sing her solo in the school play but she did make a recording at home and she sent it to her teachers. It was so lovely, she made them cry. Everyone here at Team Talk wish her all the best as she
2: starts her music scholarship at secondary school. Fingers crossed that's going to be September. Now, each week we catch up with someone who can speak from experience about what it's like to be from a forces family. All our guests have gone on to do amazing things, having grown up or served in the military. Here's the final part of my interview with England rugby star Joe the Connor singer. There's a lot of responsibility on your shoulders, though, at a young age, isn't there? Because your team's depending on you, all the people you've worked with want you to get it right on the day. There's all those people in the crowds. there's all those people watching on TV. That pressure must feel immense.
0: I didn't really notice it until I started playing for England. You'd see you do something wrong and then you can see it online. And um, But for me, like I, I, I couldn't handle the pressure at the start. I used to struggle a lot, so it comes with the game, like you're an international player, you have to deal with the pressure. I see like a psychologist now that gives me different techniques and how you can deal with it and um, how you can completely ignore it and not really care about what other people think and do what's right for the team and what's right for your head coach for England or for Bath um, and what's for your family. That that should be the people you should care about. I think the big things we don't notice as a kid you know just being mentally fit and being able to handle all sorts of like anything that comes at you being mentally fit for you know for winning games losing games um taking the criticism um when you play bad or play well um and then being injured when you're just missing i haven't played in four or five months now um
2: so for young people listening that advice is great because they need to know that they can get knocked down they can get back up again yeah. and and they can do it again yeah
0: and yeah and it's also having a, a strong support network around you uh like with his family friends and um and what i've noticed is that sometimes it's not always about rugby it's you know there's bigger there's bigger meanings in life and um you know a lot of things could be worse uh, that's what i've learned a lot so um
2: but you seem happy to talk about it which is good because so many people have these things and they bottle them up and they get worse but sometimes when you let it out
0: yeah it's a relief isn't it yeah definitely um because i used to bottle it in, bottle it in a lot and then you can tell it because it, it you'd see it on the pitch um but then sometimes it's just nice to just talk and then let it out and a lot of people say it's it's okay like it's it's okay to be vulnerable and um but for me, like I've I've learned like I've learnt a lot about mental strength, and you know it can make it into a really strong skill.
2: So, for an aspiring sports star, whatever sport that may be, what would your advice be? Uh,
0: my advice would be, um, I think if, whether it's sport or anything else, just like work hard and make sure you've got a strong support network. Um, for me, if it wasn't for my family, like all my friends. It, I wouldn't be here either. Um, don't let anyone tell you any different. You can get there. So um, if you speak into the insistence, it will happen. If you put words out into the universe, it's gonna. it somehow come back. You know, I, like a lot. Of, a lot of times, I told myself, oh, I'll play for England. I'll play for England, and then you know, it's then. Obviously, that doesn't come without the hard work, and don't give up. And if you if you put your mind to it, you you can do pretty much anything. <clears throat> Music.
2: Music, entertainment, forces, life, the fbs
0: the forces station. This is Team Talk, the song that serves me.
5: My name is Riley, I'm 12 and I live in Canada.
6: Favorite songs is Monkey Wrench by Dafoo Fighters. I really like it because it's one of my dad's favorite bands and songs, it's really loud and rocky.
0: This is Team Talk. 12-year-old
1: Riley from Canada there closing the show with his song that serves me Monkey Wrench by the Foo Fighters. We've heard another great family time with Louise from Little Troopers in Portsmouth, this time speaking to Kirsty about deployment. Plus we've heard from someone in the
2: know about how to support yourself and your children through separation. We also celebrated the achievements and heard the beautiful voice of Autumn from Gibraltar, who's this week's little victory. She's heading off to secondary school with a music scholarship. And we heard the final part of my interview with England rugby hero, Joe the Connor singer. Today's soundtrack was picked
1: by forces youngsters, Bryony and Autumn in Gibraltar, plus Riley in Canada. They all shared with us their songs that serve me. Join us next week for more of the same or catch up on all the episodes at bfbs.com forward slash podcasts. Team Talk is produced by TBI media with support from the
3: audio Content Fund. Until next time goodbye bye!